The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. I think he is a knobhead, but his close his close friendship with Adele, I think, like just does a lot to lift the knobheadness for me. Right. I just think it must be it must be cool somehow. There's our cold <laughs> open, and away we go. No, don't put me in saying I endorse James Corden. Welcome to The Real Pod. Lovely to have you along. This is your pop culture and reality TV podcast, your favourite one, your favourite podcast, full stop. Go leave a rating and a review. And Not like that. What do you mean? What do you mean not like that? Yeah, I'm just saying like a, a nice one. Yeah, no, was, was that not a nice? Well, was that not nice? Well, sometimes people might just review it. Not everyone's just going to be like, there's a throw forward. Colin Mathura, Jeffrey reviewing Auckland's, <laughs> <laughs> just reviewing Auckland. We, we are dipping into the crane today. My name is Jane Yu, joined by Duncan Grieve and Alex Casey. How are you, Alex? Oh, hello, Jane. I'm very good, thank you. Chilly, chilly today in Christchurch. Beautiful and sunny in Auckland. No, but also nice. chilly, chilly. Okay, it was nine degrees. I'm trying to get her back, okay? <laughs> I am coming back next week, everybody. Yeah. Clear the decks. Tell Colin. Get the reviews ready. Um, we're gonna. We've got these two. Have got to go to meetings and other such commitments on the outside. So we're just gonna get straight into it with some real news. When you come up, Alex, will you bring your pie from the lawn? Now, I didn't realise. I thought there'd be some sort of like prioritisation system in the dark. I didn't realise. Prioritisation system. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There was a pie on my lawn and it's now leading the bulletin of uh, this news news podcast. If that's not a lead story, I don't know what is. Because it's not just that there was a pie, it's a mystery pie. Right? It was a mystery pie. And, you know, there was a spate of sort of bakery goods being left in letterboxes, weren't there, around various, I think it was happening in Waiheke. Waiheke, yeah. Somewhere in uh, in Auckland. Um, haven't heard of it happening in Christchurch. But I, lo and behold, opened the curtains one day, looked outside to my front lawn. Pie. Pie sitting there. Almost like it had been frisbeed over a fence. Unwrapped. Oh. I assume cooked. Didn't have, like, crystal, gran- like, you know, frozen granules. Um... Top was missing, lid was gone. So my theory, possibly potato top. Hang on, it was wrapped, but it didn't have a top on it. Sorry, no, it was unwrapped. Unwrapped. It was unwrapped, no top on, yeah. you know, we've all been there. <laughs> raunchy, raunchy pie. <laughs> so my working theory is someone who indulged in a potato top pie 
just ate the potato, frisbee the recipe of it over for the birds. That's, I don't an, know. that's an unusual method because normally get rid of the tatty and eat the mince and pastry. You well, know? And also, not to denigrate the potato, but it, I feel like the if, if you're just like a regular person, the, the potato top alone, it's meant to be with the mince. And if you can only eat the top of a pie, you'd eat the top of a regular pie. Mm. But see, I think, my theory is, I think, because there's a lot of Kashmir kids walk past the local high school, and I recall as a high school person, Samuel might be able to speak to this as the youngest in the room, did you go through a period of, like, just eating the tops of pies? <laughs> like, I'm not just really, the potato I, top and the cheese? I'm not really a pie person. I'm sorry to admit, I'm a fake New Zealander. Wow. Yeah, wow. I actually So we, we remain no closer to the truth. Well, look, I have to say... It absolutely blows my mind to think that students, of all people, in a cost-of-living crisis, would just eat the top of a pie and get rid of the rest. Or, or alternate theory again, do you think they walked past Alex and Joe's house and were like, these poor bastards, <laughs> yeah. they look hungry. That's actually the, the, what I was thinking The house too. is giving <laughs> really hungry... <laughs> I will eat the top Starved. of the pie and then I'll give them <laughs> the rest. And you, ingrate, just made it a story and not a, you know. Could it have, been, could it have been an animal that scurried in with it? Because I get, I get quite a lot of um, dumpster dive goods from my cats. I know that Link is an indoor cat, so it's not likely Link. But what about some very strong beaked birdies or similar? This could be happening. We do have a lot of hedge pigs. A lot of hedge pigs around. <laughs> we do have a lot of birds. Just hedge, hedge pigs. Is that new? What's, What's a that? hedge pig? Is it's that... just a new take on an old classic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was hoping we could just like scoot past it, you know? No scooting. No, I'm like. I don't know if you're talking about birds or hedgehogs at this point. Couple of hedge pigs. No, it's a, it's a, <laughs> like a hog is a synonym for pig. It oh, feels yeah. like um, this is a revelation. It's like a, yeah, like it's, it's nouveau cuisine. Have you seen Sinead's <laughs> Instagram? Oh, you're not on the Instagram. You know Sinead. So Sinead, um, I'm not sure if she still listens to the podcast. She's a columnist. Writer. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, she thought her cat was pooing around the house, but it turns out was a hedgehog living in one of the drawers oh. under the bed. That's going to get your fleas. Oh, wow. I have an update, by the way. Oh, dear. Let's go there. Go there right now. Let's do it. It's kind of a breaking flea update just from this morning. I've I think that I've eradicated the fleas, right? I maybe have found one or two on pickle, put paid to them real quick. Um, but I got a phone call this morning from my mum saying, you owe me $160. And I was like, why? And she said, well, remember when you came over with pickle that day and you'd just been to the vet because of his itching and you'd decided that he had uh, an allergic reaction to some wheat or some sort of small do fluffy dog dermatitis and that's why he was itching and the, the vet said maybe fleas and I was very insistent, no, because I can't find any and da-da-da-da, not fleas. And then, of course, as it transpired, was fleas. So it turns out my mum's dog got fleas like two days later and she had to take, he's quite old, she had to take him to the vet $160 later to, to sort him out. Oh, so mum savage, like making you wear that one. Uh, she's been facetious. She's oh. not really going to make me pay it. Oh, okay. But um, so just this morning I found out I accidentally gave mum's dog fleas um, and because I had protested so hard that my situation definitely wasn't fleas, she never told me about it until she listened to the real pod. God damn it, mum. I told her not to listen. You snitched on yourself. I snitched on myself and got myself in trouble. So wow. that might be the last I ever talk about it in case anyone else tries to pin a, a case of fleas on me. <laughs> that might be the last ever flea update. God, I hope so. 
Has your mum rated and reviewed the pod? <laughs> I don't think she'd give us a good review at this point, so I, I think we'll just we'll just keep that quiet. She said, "I've yeah. run, I've run out of all my American podcasts I listen to. Run out? <laughs> yeah, mm. She's, and there's oh, a lot. There's like seven million <laughs> series, uh, yeah. and then however many episodes beyond that. So she's been a busy lady." <laughs> Uh, what else? Cobble was on. Cobble, speaking of animals, Cobble was on the, uh, the the All Hands meeting phone call the other day, wasn't he? Video call. Did you Did you see this? I didn't. Did you see this? No, because I was looking at the room. It was just for you, Alex. Your eyes only. Oh well, yeah. Can you there's explain? There's a delightful. There's a delightful few m- moments on the All Hands spinoff meeting at the start of the week where just the remote people kind of have their own time to share. <laughs> you know, and Samuel was homesick, and I was like, Samuel's at home. Show us your bird. <laughs> <laughs> And he gratefully did. I mean, do you want to explain what the experience was like for you, Samuel? Yeah, Cobber's not exactly like a morning bird person, so it's a bit... Bird person! (laughs) (laughs) That's the news. So it's like, he he was a bit grumpy, so I did, I I got a bit of a bite trying to wake him up, because I was like, fuck, Alex, really, like, I need... To, to, to cheer Alex up today. So I got Cobber and he like lunged on my arm, but then he'd like, he was, he was chill. He just hung out. He tried to give me kisses in the middle of the meeting. It's a bit unprofesh. Yeah, we need to talk about that actually in mm. the meeting after this. Stop but. making out with animals on, while we're trying to on, on, camera. on camera. On camera, you're fine. Sorry, Look, what you do in your own time is up to you. Um, but when you're on a work Zoom, <laughs> professional only, please. Oh. I mean, I took a screenshot of Copper sitting on Samuel's bottom. <laughs> oh, Samuel bottom there. Yeah. yeah. So he is. He likes it. It's the highest point when I'm laying down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, I think we should just quickly segue into our other animal news. We're talking about an animal on, uh, on a mug. Not any old mug. No, two animals. Two well, animals. Well, it depends on what, what you mean. One's we, a bird. We, yeah. One's a sheep, both a- birds, animals. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I think the kingdom, the animal kingdom, <laughs> the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. is everything. They're the foot soldiers in the kingdom. <laughs> um, I found another sheep shagger mug. This is wild. What? Uh, is it just a tourist mug or is it some sort of uh, branded? It's just a tourist mug, right? Because you picked it up in a souvenir shop. Well, yourself. I didn't pick it up. I think Hayden picked it up maybe with goading from Callum. Uh, at the the downtown shopping centre, mm. RIP. Uh, now mm. now it's fancy old commercial bay, but once it was one of the crustiest malls mm. in all <laughs> of Tamaki, and uh, it was it was on its last legs. There were maybe two or three shops open, and most of them had been picked to the bone. And somehow, Sheep Shagger, <laughs> iconic piece of design, color. which you know if you haven't seen it, involves a, sh- a sheep with its tongue out and a big We've smile really, on its really, face. really really recently revisited this yeah but the, we might have one new listener okay and uh, a, a kiwi behind the sheep having they're a good, both having a having great a time go. having a good you go. know we can't see what's going on there but we can <laughs> make some assumptions based on our knowledge of the animal kingdom. I did actually find an historic episode of the real pub we went into really great detail um, about positioning where the eyes were at <laughs> yeah because the sheep's um, looking over its shoulder. Yeah, there's all sorts, all sorts going on. But anyway, um, Alex has found another one, and it's slightly it's, it's another it's one. different slightly edition. Different. It's a different edition, so it's a glossy black <laughs> all the way around. It's in beautiful condition. Yeah. Like 
That has never been used. I have actually since used it because it's entered our rotation now. <laughs> I was like, this is a this is a gift. I will bring this up with me. Because you know, Joe's a potter now. He must be thrilled to have like some hot, like some aspirational. Oh, he loves my ugly mugs. I've got like a tiny corner where it's the below deck mug, the now, the broken I am Jaffa's mug, and now sheep shagger, and then all these beautiful like like famous dead New Zealand potters <laughs> mugs, like just like an like an art gallery. Um so now sheep shag is in there too. But it was just, you know, I don't consider myself a very spiritual person, but I do believe in the op shop gods. Mm. <laughs> and after our conversation last week and you know you lamenting the loss of sheep shagger, it just it truly just arrived but from you, up above. But you know that I went and found Shagger. As I, I Shagger lives again. So now we have two Shaggers. We just yeah. need one more to complete the set. Then we've got one each. And Alex, I have to say that I've got to call you out on this because you did say, you did ask us whether or not you should buy it, which it just seemed a bananas that's, question. That's crazy. It's a, <laughs> I've, I found the king's crown in an op shop and it's three <laughs> bucks. You know? Well, I just wanted to check, you know. I, I just got the sense that maybe there was something was shifting up in Auckland. <laughs> the mug had gone. You know, there was... New rules in no, place no, around, you no. know. There's just a standing by sexual, order. Sexual mugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, always, if you if you come across, and you you fellas out in the public, <laughs> if you come across the sheep they are all fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Do please buy it. Do please buy it. Um, can someone answer this question? What is up with Michael Bulgaris? Something is up with Michael Bulgaris. He is, myself, I have been targeted, as have uh, at least one other corny in the Instagram-sponsored posts, just just scrolling along the stories of my friends, and then up comes a very filtered Michael Bulgaris um, out on a date, uh, and then you, well, you might not, but I did, went along to his um, his Insta page, and just he's just going for it with, on his Insta. Now, for those of you who don't know who Michael Bulgaris is, real estate Mogul, Doyen, agent guy. He he hosted location, location, location. Back hey, in the day. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. Um, he's shredded in those pics. He's just and he's got this very ornate work desk with no computer on it. It's he's like got a smooth face, very yeah. smooth face. Uh, he's just going hundies, and then a, <laughs> a a a corny actually spotted him recording some content, buying a bunch of flowers. So there's a photo in the corner that a corny's taken of Michael getting his photo taken. By someone creating content with him. What's going on? I don't on? know what's going on. Yeah, it's mysterious. I, I contacted Michael to try and find out with the, with a view to profiling him, but he, he sort of turned me down. I don't know if you recall what the phrasing was, but it was sort of like I'm trying to avoid the limelight, which is somewhat incongruous <laughs> in terms of literally everything else he's doing on the internet. Literally paying to be in the limelight. Yeah. Alex, did you have anything to add? That you had your hand up, which is cute. No, my question was, I'm just going to say, I don't actually know. I've absorbed all this content through your screenshotting <laughs> it and sharing it in the Fockers chat, but I have no idea who this man is. Oh. So I was just asking for clarification, but you did it naturally because you are a seasoned, talented broadcaster. I felt like I could read what your finger was saying. Yeah. Yeah. People do say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been listening to Channel X in the wake of um, RIP Today FM. i got to say, quite love it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it profiles as purest yeah. <laughs> So I've decided the X, because I was saying last week, why don't they call it Channel Z? I think the X is for Generation X. Yes. Right. Okay. That's obvious. Right. Shh, Jane. Um, but the songs that I've heard the most, I've heard Three Princes by Spin Doctors three times. That's the most. Three Princes? Two Princes wow. by Spin Doctors the, three times. The you sequel. Can, 
understand how I got confused. So many numbers. Yesterday morning, I heard Black OPs, let's get it started. Um, I've heard quite a lot of Smash Pumpkins uh, and all manner of things. I've heard, I've heard um, Rihanna's been on there. Wow. CNC Music Factory. Yeah, they, they, they just have profiled a demographic well. But they've also stolen wholesale the whole concept from Brian FM. There's a good piece on the spinoff mm. over the weekend uh, from Chris Schultz, who's just a good piece machine, <laughs> um, a regular Alex Casey, if you will, um, <laughs> about Brian FM, which I, I encourage you to read because if you read it, it's uncanny how similar conceptually – it is to to Channel X. Yeah, and Channel X does uh, blur the lines. <laughs> Robin Thicke style. Of, um, of <laughs> no. Channel Z. You know, it does get into a little bit of pop and a little bit of sort of mm. earlier 90s stuff. Um, Alex, mm. um, Waves FM, we've gotten to the bottom of that. Oh, yeah. So have I. Did we both get to the bottom of it separately? <laughs> I think thousands of us got to the bottom of it. Literally thousands. Did they? <laughs> About four people. Yeah. Holy! What are they? Are we so all it's, in? It's, it's a student then? radio station that's sort of seasonal, and uh, we wait for the new broadcasting school students to ramp up the actual content. And in the meantime, lovely waves. Is that right, so Samuel? They just fill it with lovely waves. Yeah, that is true. Usually, what they do is they run the last year's station. So the second year radio students at broadcasting school, as part of their second year, like run their own like sort of commercial station. Last year, I believe it was Fever FM, which was like a disco station that was sick as hell, uh, I must say. But usually what they do is they run it without ads, without hosts, just the music catalogue until the next one comes around. But no, we're lost to the ocean. Because I have to say, being that you have literally just finished your internship with B-School and you were in... The room last week when we were discussing <laughs> Waves FM and did not contribute anything to that, despite... Well, I didn't know they were playing fucking ocean sounds over the airwaves cool. for And sometimes months. I do listen. I just listen. You know, I listen to the waves and I think about my life. But they cut in sometimes. They're like, if you have a broadcasting standards complaint, please send it. What would you possibly Too be big. Too rude. <laughs> the waves are silent, like swearing really quietly. <laughs> <laughs> in the corner uh, this week, someone posed a question. It was Kelly, actually, um, an age-old phone call question. If you've missed a call, do you call it back or do you ignore it? I feel like it's usually just a scam or a charity call, but I'm so nosy, I just want to know. Also, does anyone not pick up if it's a private number or a number they don't recognise? Now, I know you have thoughts on this, Duncan. I do. I do. So I have a policy, um, which I've had since the start of the spin-off, that I answer every call slash return every call, uh, even if it's an unknown number, because, and I quote myself, it could be money. Yeah, he says that to me whenever I'm like, oh, not answering that. He's like, could be money. And I'm thinking, it could be someone needing help. But no, it could be money. Um, Alex, what's your take? Um, I kind of fluctuate. Sometimes I feel pretty lonely, pretty down for a chat. <laughs> And that's where I get into situations where I talk to, like, charity people for, like, a really long time. Or start doing surveys and then realise, like, I have no idea who that person is or what information, you know, what they're doing with that information. And whether they're really a surveyor or whether they're just sort of data mining <laughs> yeah, you. Person. And what's your um, uh, account number? <laughs> yeah. What's the name of your first childhood pet? Um <laughs> I, at the moment, I think I'm I'm more nervous. I'm more nervous. I'm like, if I miss a call, send me a text if it's that important. And I don't have a voicemail either, and I don't know how to fix that. I Google as soon as the, while it's still ringing, I'm straight into Safari. 
on my phone, Googling the number to see if it's and if it's one I should answer or no. not. I generally don't call back if I don't recognise the number because it's... Could be money, too. Could be money, but... You're in the podcasting I've business. I've literally zero times out what of a it's, thousand it's been money. What if it's... Money here. Rod Drury, <laughs> you know, speaking of zero, uh, calling up and being like, I want to do a personal podcast, unlimited budget... I would prefer if it was like ZDM ringing up with like you're a random number $50,000 yeah. cash winner. their wife. Well, because then I don't have to make a <laughs> podcast with them. But anyway, um, I have a story of it that relates to this. I meant to tell in the pod a few weeks ago and I forgot, but I've been working on this project. There's some kind of like dicey stuff around it. And I, I received an unknown number call on a day that we had contacted someone that we thought might not want to be contacted, right? So I was worried it was going to be like, I don't know, a lawyer or a Mr. Policeman or something. Anyway, I got this call. I didn't answer it. And I um, and they kept calling back like three times in a row. And I was like, shit, shit, it's Friday night. So I rang my colleague. I was like, what should I do? I couldn't find the number listed anywhere on the internet. And then we rang uh, executive producer, who happens to be Toby Manhire, and said, look, can you call this number? and just see who it is because I'm freaking out and I don't think I can let my mind rest until I know. So he did so. He put on his, his uh, official hat, called the number. Hell, Pizza Graylin. yes. I involved all these people. Hell, Pizza Graylin because I'd ordered the kids some pizza and they'd forgotten the drinks and they were like ringing to let me know they were <laughs> dropping the drinks. Man, that's commitment from the franchise, eh? That's and you were ordering amazing. Hell Pizza Greyland to Mount Roscoe? No, I had ordered it to Joel's house. Okay. Was, uh, that, and that's why I'd forgotten all about the pizza thing, because I'd since left and come back to my house. I was just, and anyway. So funny. I hope Toby had stern words. <laughs> <laughs> he just texted me back and was like, Hell Pizza Greyland. <laughs> that's really good. Is that going in the podcast? Because it's, it's quite the, funny. It's in this podcast. It should be, I else. think it should be in that podcast. It might be. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's go on to reality check. Hey, don't worry about me. I was assuming, did you have anything? Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, we're just quickly interrupting reality check uh, for some Duncan Grieve real news. This is my second podcast of the day. My first was uh, Editor-in-Chief. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. And it was it was a um, a new segment on Duncan Garner's new podcast. And I was honored to be the second person asked to be on this segment. The segment's called Ask a Duncan. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> you were the second person. Yeah. So there's been one Duncan before me. Was it Duncan Garner? No. So another Duncan. There are three of you out there. Well, Duncan. there's Duncan Bridgman, who's the... Uh, I think he's the editor-in-chief of the, the Herald business section. Um, there's also actually, crazily, two other Nikki and Duncans out there. No. One of them goes to our wow. school, who's got kids at our school, and then the other one is uh, Nicola Willis and Duncan, her husband. Wow. So, you this know. wild. Hey, do, is there any possibility, do you think, that when the um, the production coordinator was – putting a, cal- a calendar invite into Duncan Garner's uh, calendar, they they accidentally typed Duncan G, your name, just put enter, like didn't think about it and, and no, no, you, were, I know, you I know, weren't supposed to be there? No, like I'm the, I'm, well, I mean the interview, if I'm honest, had a little bit of a, of that vibe. But no, D- David Hull, who's the producer of Duncan's podcast, is someone I've corresponded with a little bit 
uh, throughout the Today FM era, RIP. And uh, so it was definitely intentional. But um, gotta say, weird segment, you know? <laughs> we did spend like six minutes what talking were you about. Asked? Well, why do you have a namesake? What do you think of the name Duncan? <laughs> you know, like it was a lot Wait, of. Wait, Dun- so the segment Ask a Duncan, the question is. Why you called Duncan? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's very um. It's meta. Involved, sort of meta. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was good chat. So seek seek that podcast out if you, if you like. I can't uh, wait until you are confused, like invited to something accidentally. People thinking they're getting Duncan Garner and they get they get you or, or, vice, or vice versa. They're like that time that farmers booked me to the MC. Um, their brand launch, their like new fashion launch campaign, but they wanted Jane Yee, the wedding dress designer. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and did you go? I like, got through the, the meeting road? stage, and the clients all looked really confused. Oh. And the agency, the agency thought they it was. Uh, they never told me that 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 was what happened, but it was really obvious because they kept referring to my design experience. <laughs> and then I got a call from the agency like two days later, going, "They're going in a different direction." Oh. I was like, probably to Parnell Rise, where Jane Yee's got her, her wedding dress design store. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyway, okay, back into reality check. I have four ways to decide I'm going to drop my entire life. I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. <laughs> Did you just buy? Reality check. Chriselle from Selling Sunset has married G Flip. Congratulations. That's some reality news. You're beautiful. What a beautiful love story. And another beautiful love story Al from Maths and his shoeys. But this, this, they've had a falling out. They've had a real bad falling out. This came from, there was a Yahoo Maths All-Star Reunion, which I haven't seen, didn't know existed until Sorry, I saw what, this. Sorry, what, what, Yeah. What? Really Yahoo. clever from Yahoo. Yahoo. Um, <laughs> yeah, Yahoo. <laughs> We're saying it like Yahoo? Yeah. No, it's Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, in that special, he explained, I remember one time I did a shoey and someone gave me this show, so I did it, and I gave them back their shoe. I mean, this is how he talks, right? <laughs> and they were like, oh, I've got warts on my foot. Whoa. Oh. And then he said, and I swear after that, my throat hasn't been the same. Oh, my God. That's wow, so that's, disgusting. That's it's quite not going to help him find any, anyone, is it? Throat wart. Throat wart. Because a wart, <laughs> you get the warts, they, they stick around, don't they? They do. They're and like, you look at them bloody never, like never burned one off. You don't want that in in your throat, the dry ice. Um, And in other lovely couple news from the maths universe, Evelyn and Duncan finally, finally admit that they are a hot couple. Um, They got Rupert's blessing uh, before they went went public (laughs) with it, which is nice. Um, What about uh, Alyssa's blessing? So uh, Alyssa hasn't mentioned it. She posted on the day that they came out on Instagram, she posted a, a sunset in Hawaii or something and um, a user said, how do you feel about Evelyn and Duncan being together? I thought she was your friend. And Alyssa simply replied, R.I.P. Which, wow. Oh, so she's going to murder them. I don't know what that That's means. Chill. But it's, yeah. <laughs> but it's 
not happy, happy, ha- happy for them. You know, it's not the vibe. What a couple, though. Jesus. Good grief! That's 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 attractiveness. Yahoo! Yeah, that's, <laughs> Yahoo! That's, that's right. Crazy. I mean, we talked Yahoo. about them on as a couple on the show, right? About yeah. how just fucked it is. Was that bedroom photo shoot? You know, like, yeah. simmering I away. About all simmering that. away. She was tossing flour on him. It was absolute madness. Of course, isn't it of funny that they that they'll, they'll think about how they first connected, and it would have been in that room. That's probably the most time they'd spent together up to that point. Certainly, while the mo- trying. To impress his wife, but with hindsight, with hindsight, were, 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 were they? You know, how much was of it was that, and how much of it was? Get your kid hello. off. Hello, <laughs> Yahoo, Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> it's good to be there right at the start of a stupid new catchphrase for us, like Yahoo. <laughs> It'll make no sense to anyone. But I'm the actually hardcore. really surprised we didn't um, really lean into Hallelujah. <laughs> Yeah, really too good. too much effort. There's a lot of effort. <laughs> I even saw the way your body had to move to get that out. It was, it was it's a very lot. close to, I'm a New Zealander. That was a, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is New Zealand. This is New Zealand. Sorry, I didn't even get it right. Oh, it was a good one. Oh, jury Judy. Really I want to talk about Jury Judy. I've watched it all now. And you said you weren't going to like it. I know, I did it because I'm like, I need to commit to this podcast. <laughs> so I've also watched Couples Therapy. I've just done it all, haven't I? Amazing. What did you think of So Jury Judy's on uh, Prime. You didn't like it. I didn't like it. I was like, <laughs> I just didn't really fucking understand it. You know, like I watched it, I'd put my eyes there and it was going, boo, you know, TV works. And um, <laughs> and I was just like, because I didn't understand, like, when, when he's not being the one on the screen and when they're just talking to other people, then they're just sort of making stuff up. So, okay. <laughs> so I know it's the concept of television as well. This is, by the way, for context, it's a series, I think a six, six or eight, eight. parter, eight parter on Prime. It's... Um, it's essentially a fake trial where one of the only one of the jury members doesn't know that it's fake. So everyone else is acting. They've got like a massive camera set up, um, you know, hidden cameras everywhere. And this one dude doesn't realise that it's fake. It's so obviously fake when you watch it. That, but it's also at the same time you have to think if that was you and you had no reason to think it was fake, you've got real ambulance people, very real looking everything. Um, he's just going around going, this is just nuts. So all this weird stuff happens and there's a lot of really kooky characters. But the moment, because I struggled first few eps thinking this is it's just way too hammy, like this isn't believable. How I managed to get past that was thinking of it as like an episode of The Office or something where one person doesn't realise that they're in a mockumentary because that's essentially what it is ultimately yeah, as a that, mockumentary that, that, that's fair and, and then, then I loved it from that moment on I was like okay that's the lens I'm going to look at this through and I loved it and I mainlined it and I was very happy to watch it And what do you think Alex Casey? I have a question I have not watched this and I have not heard of this until this very moment um, is that so are they working towards a goal? Is it like living the dream where the goal is for him to not realise it's fake or is it like the push where they're like working towards him, like vo- like you know. There is no goal apart there is from no they get goal. through the trial. Oh, okay. Actually, the thing that I found most annoying is that in the eighth episode, earmuffs. If you haven't watched it and you intend to, but they basically just reveal, mm. um, and then they go along and it's like, "This is how we did it." I'm like, yeah, "I know how you did it. It's a fucking TV show." I loved seeing how they did it. Oh, I turned it off because at that I point. loved his reaction, <laughs> like because when he went like went behind the 
the velvet rope, whatever you call it, and saw the, you know, saw all the inner workings of how they were shooting it live. And also James Marsden is in it as James Marsden, which is hilarious. Hey, the, the, there's a funny joke that he wow. does where he just does like a, just an unholy Krogan <laughs> and um, sort of attributes it to the central character. And who I, takes it on? Who yeah. takes the blame for it? Because he doesn't. James Marsden doesn't want to be like the guy who who is known. Um, you know, if the press get hold of this, they go go nuts. But I also quite liked it when he was jumping on the bed with the um, yeah. the two horny folks. That was quite but, cute. But, but but I was also like, I mean, because that's also that identical joke to the start of Bupkus. Um, and the fact that that is has no participation from the central character. I'm like. Well, now you're just sort of doing this. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's actors having a fun time, Duncan. I don't want to see that. I do not want to see <laughs> actors having a fun time. I'm sure that they're nice. But if I remember that they're doing acting, I'm out. I freaking loved that. Um, was it Troy? What's his name? The, the guy with the um, crutch. Oh, from Married at First Sight. No, the, cr- the crutch really seat. Really cool crutch guy. Crutch seat. Um, when he was zipping in and out between the adjoining doors and turned up behind the bailiff, that just for some reason really tickled me, as my mum would say. Anyway, couples therapy. Uh, this is actually reality TV. At least, is, at least the joke's on us. This is real. This Extremely is the realest, raw. This is the realest shit I've ever seen in my whole life. So when does this podcast go out? So it's starting tonight. It's starting tonight. Three. Yes, but also all ten episodes are dropping on three now tonight. Wow. Jeez, have oh, I? So you can watch it weekly. That. Like if you can't. What kind of animal just sits down and bangs out 400 mins of couples therapy? Emotion. I couldn't even get it's through the first emotion. episode and I watched it on a plane, which is like, you know, when for Ooh. some reason when you're in a plane, your emotions go the same it's altitude frightened. as the plane. Mm. Um, and I could, <laughs> I had to stop watching because I don't want to cry in front of my plane friends. Not my actual yeah. friends, by the way, Fair just enough. other people on a plane. Alex, tell us what you reckon. Well, I thought I found it absolutely breathtaking on the first watch like I could not believe because it just really drops you in it so for context this format's kind of been traveling it was massive in the UK it's been huge in the US and it's literally just very fly on the wall I think the cameras are even hidden um, and it's just a bunch of different couples sitting down with a therapist and just going through it like and it just starts immediately yeah. and there's no it's so different to so much reality tv where it's just so much backstory mm. so much filling so much recapping there's no voiceover it's just like in a way like very old-fashioned but yes. also feels like nothing i've ever seen before <laughs> especially in new zealand where it's like talking about emotion is just like i think illegal <laughs> like <laughs> to- yeah we're not quite there yet <laughs> it's um it's it's extraordinary that that the, the way it's produced very few mm. angles, no narration, no music, no cues. You're just in what are often like quite tricky, upsetting, kind of potentially unresolvable mm. relationship drama. Not not even drama, just like stuck. I know some of it's just actually just very relatable, kind of like stu- yeah, as you say, stuck in a rat stuff like. Yeah. Arguing over the little things because you're not addressing mm-hmm. the bigger things. And it's not, I like, you know, before I'd seen it and I questioned if the whole entire cast were just going to be people who wanted a bit of tally time because why and you, who in their right mind would want to actually genuinely go on a TV show to try and sort mm. out their relationship issues. But they all, sc- well, the ones that I saw scan completely legit. Yeah, because also, I mean, that's the question is what could you possibly have to gain from doing this show therapy. apart from genuinely wanting therapy yeah. and genuinely needing it? And, you know, that it's, might be kind of an bloody, indictment on the accessibility of therapy. It's bloody hard. <laughs> some people, have, you have to go on a show to get access to this help. But I think 
Yeah, and ultimately, like you're kind of saying, the fact that it like dwells on these little nuance, either little nuanced things or these just massive, unsolvable, crazy, like historic traumas and stuff, compared to something like maths, where the edit is so quick to be like, he's right, she's wrong, or you know, there's a villain, and here's what the story is. You don't come out of it necessarily feeling like everything's resolved or anything like that. Oh, I just no. think it's like incredible. Like it's just it's like life. I think it's amazing. The only thing that freaked me out when I was watching it is oh my God, the duty of care around yeah. this show has to be so watertight because, you know, if you've been to therapy before, you will know, you sit down and just say stuff you may have never said to another person before. And yes, they know they're on a TV show, but those cameras are hidden. And I'm talking to Amanda Cox, the therapist, in 10 minutes, so I will get more insight into this. But um you know, those these people are saying things that they might not have ever told somebody, and that's going out to the country. Yeah. And the responsibility that production has to make sure that those people stay safe as a result of that is massive. It's interesting, right? Because on one level, yeah, totally agree with you. On another, you know, the because the world of the show is so unproduced, you know, there's part of me that's like it's sort of baked in, you know, like – the, you can't really control how the country will respond to you. Um, mm. But, and the couples aren't identified, though they're probably pretty easily discoverable by, by the first names, which I assume are accurate. But, you know, when you think about the level of chicanery that goes on in a Married at First Sight of The Bachelor and the, the way that people are sort of, you know, cast by whatever's available to them into different sort of characters and so on. You know, you could make an argument that the the aftercare or the lack of it there is is more intense because the production is making them into something. And obviously there will be with this to an extent because it's not the whole session. But, man, it's a, it's a lot. It's like you're, you're getting really into the weeds of the, the nature of their relationship dynamic and, and where they're hanging up and not moving. It's it's kind of amazing to watch. It worries me what's on the cutting room floor because I do think, you know, if you're going through couples therapy, it's generally not just one or two sessions. It's like, you know, a length of time. And obviously this is featuring a bunch of different couples across 10 episodes. So we, we are obviously only seeing a truncated version of what happens in the room. Um, and I, but there I, are multiple sessions, right? Like you, even in the single mm, episodes, yeah. you see them in different outfits. And I assume will we return to them? Yes, but what I'm saying series? is we might get maybe three or four minutes from one session, and there's gonna be. I mean, I know if it was me having been in a couple's therapy session and then watching it back on the TV, I'd be like, why didn't they put in the bit where I? Because well, that I makes more hero. sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. we, we, we. Uh, you know, um, there will be. Yeah direction decisions made that I'm sure mm. people will feel like if if nothing else if not completely villainizing anyone or anything like that is just means that some things are lacking some of the context that they feel that's true they gave in the room at the same time so far one episode in it doesn't it feels like there's almost a deliberate attempt to just show the realities of the thing and some of that's in the way that it's staged but some of it's in the way it's cut like you're just like you just feel for everyone. Yeah. Like I, I don't mm. recall going, oh, he, here's the asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's no, what no. we're realising at the back of this as an audience. 
But anyway, can you just quickly comment? Someone's done some zooming in on the the set. That would you be, be you, Alex? Would it? Oh, that My was child. me. Yeah. I mean, not to under, undermine this um, incredible sort of groundbreaking production, but I did take a look at the books on Amanda Cox's bookshelf behind her. Um, a lot of Lee Child, a lot of uh, Tracy Beaker in the Jack William Wilson sort of children's series, which I love, but I'm not sure it's how that's real interesting, relevant. right? Because I, I did a similar thing. Was it was just like. <laughs> I lose a bit of respect for the therapist, even as a consumer of some of that literature. And I'm like, yeah, you can't be like these are stupid books. But also, <laughs> can't be oh, out. that's not her. That's not her therapy room. Surely, that's a set. Well, who made that set? What kind of set. maniac? The, the intern. Well, <laughs> they had to run to Bookerama. So <laughs> imagine pull up a bunch of books. Imagine like. Jack Reacher getting therapy. Okay, we've got. He's got no. By the end, he's got his whole family's dead. He just wanders around having these sort of casual relationships. But he actually seems, when you think about it, he's very solid in his core. Not not obviously physically, but but also like emotionally. I haven't re- read it, seen I don't, it. I don't I've know. Read every single one of them. We've got two more segments to get through, and you guys both got. You've got an appointment with a therapist by the sounds of things, Duncan. You've got something else going on. So let's get into, for the first time in a very long time, Colin's Cranny. Colin's Cranny. Colin's Cranny. Colin's Cranny. 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 Colin's Cranny. God, feels good being back in the cran. It's been a it's long been time. A real long time. Dusty, dusty old cran here. Okay. Well, the crazy thing is, we well, this could be the revival of the cran forever because there is enough crantent here for us to just do a different <laughs> one for the rest of our lives. It's like seventeen pages of crantent. It's incredible. Explain. So I would like a corny got in touch with me and said, "I've been recent. I was like looking up this pastry shop. <laughs> I came across a Google review left by Colin Mathura Jeffrey, and I clicked on his profile, and there are." Many, many, <laughs> many Google reviews that have been written by the former New Zealand's Next Top Model host. So I had a peruse. I assembled them all in a document. I have since spoken to Colin about about this um, addiction, I would say. Um, everything is five stars. Almost, almost, almost everything. everything. Almost everything. Like we're talking Farmer's St. Luke's five stars. We're talking Countdown St. Luke's. We're talking Countdown St. Luke's. No. Actually, is only two stars because he dropped. But we are talking about St. Luke's, the institution. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah. Shocking. Depot, five stars. McDonald's, Balmoral, five stars. Like, I mean, he's just a generous guy. He always has been. McDonald's, Stoddard Road. How was that? How many stars for that? One star. One. Just the one star. star. The lowest review in the whole catalogue. Yeah. Um, Five different McDonald's visited (laughs) in in all the reviews, you'll find. KFC, Um, five stars. I feel really torn. Zed Energy, five stars. (laughs) He reviews. This man... (laughs) Reviews. But well, yeah, if you see him come into your establishment, what a great day. Because this is a man who, who does the opposite of what most people do. Most people will only ever review when they've had a bad experience, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. He reviews when he's had maybe just a middling experience and gives it a great just, review. Just the normal. Just a standard experience. I mean, how bad must McDonald's Dot Road have been to get one star? But they fucked up and they didn't care. I think that was the thing. Didn't care. That's my local yeah. McDonald's. Um, really? I'm actually sort of between yeah. Balmoral five star, yeah. start of road one star. Well, you know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I you can't just be making I, it. Yeah. Well, now I know. Yeah. All this time I've been like just just flying around blind and now, well, now I have the final word from Colin. It's so compelling. 
It's so great. And anyway, he did tell me, he doesn't go out of his way to review, so he sort of explained the backstory is that he's clearly a man who keeps his location on, um, and he gets prompts from Google <laughs> once he's been to he's a place. He's dream. He's a data miner's dream. <laughs> Completely. And he's like, he was like, I don't mind, big brother, I got nothing to hide. <laughs> um, so he just kind of, like, loves it. <laughs> it's also amazing because he sort of, it's quite diaristic, like he... Doesn't just mm. review the place, he, he explains why he was there. Like, Kmart St. Luke's, I rushed in to buy a 1980 studio series Transformer toy as a gift. Bravo. <laughs> but, but, but also, like, mm. I went to get, I got cocktails after this Miss Universe New Zealand documentary with this person, and we yeah. had a great, you know, like. And we had a gossip, well, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. He also, he likes to add in a bit of nostalgia at times. So he talks about Smith & Collies, five mm. stars. Um, he said... You know, reminds me of shopping as a boy, you know, mm. at Christmas time, and now I buy presents for all. You know, it's just like, I asked him about this, and he, he doesn't do any of it consciously. He's like, depends how many wines I've had. <laughs> we don't have wines with Colin enough. He just re- refers, to, he refers to himself in, in the little, little Jimmy five little Jimmy five star review as a uh, as a joyous lush, which I really like. Yeah. Anyway, you guys, this is all publicly available information to everyone in the world. So go and have a look. We quickly uh, scoot from the cranny into the corner. Very quick one here. Um, keyed up podcast is just going great guns. All sorts of people on there uh, recently. Artemis Greentholomew, uh, otherwise known as Art Green, has revealed on Max Key's Keyed Up Pod he was asked by producers to keep Crystal. Remember Crystal? Sure of course do. you know. She was the shining star, aside from Matilda, uh, on Art Season. They had a full on pash. Remember before they pashed, she was like, You're going to open your mouth? And so he felt a little pressure <laughs> to open his mouth, had a full-on passion, then didn't really want to do that again with her. Um, but the producers asked him to keep her on due to her being such great tally. He did not want to keep her on. Mean. But he agreed wow. to. Wow. Mean to say that Mean now. to say that now, eh? But, I mean, it's probably not entirely surprising. This isn't, like, the worst producer move we've ever seen. But it's just a... Uh, it's just interesting that he's opening up now about all this and, stuff. And where he's opening up and whom with. Yeah. Because mm. we've had him on the podcast, he didn't tell us anything. I shared a bloody no, camp. A I, sh- I shared thing. a camp room with him on an island and he. That's right. Is he? Nothing. Really talked to me. But. Anyway, I guess he was saving it all up for Max Key. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Samuel, for recording and editing and doing all the bits and bobs. Thanks, spin off members. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Duncan. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Kia ora e te iwi, Kiaihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.